0: It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. All right, so this is going to be a very useful episode for individuals who are actually clients of fitness professionals, especially. Now, if you're not a client of a fitness professional, this is still stuff that you're going to have to apply on your own, right? And it's going to help you create success in the fitness and health space. But obviously, this episode is designed truly specifically for the client of the fitness professional and how they can become more successful, how they can be one of the success stories of the fitness professional. Now, I'm all about personal accountability, so I would never say that it was my client's fault that they didn't get in shape or that they didn't get the result that I wanted or you know that we didn't live up to what we the expectations that we had as a client and professional relationship. However, I'm going to do everything I can on my end, right? But I, I had a talk the other day with a a group of kids um, in a school, and we are talking about, you know, taking ownership of, of our mental health. And I was, I gave them the example of when I work with clients, for example, it might be for one hour a week, two hours a week, probably on the high end, three hours a week. In a given work week, or sorry, a given week, seven day week, there's 168 hours available. I might have them at most for 3 hours. That leaves 165 hours of that week for the client to kind of be on their own, right? There's only so much I can influence in those 3 hours. Yes, we're having, you know, communication via text message, maybe via uh a client fitness professional app of some sort, software app that we use, you know, maybe back and forth with, with some, you know, quick texts or maybe a bi-weekly Zoom call, whatever. But there's a lot of hours where I don't have direct influence over them, right? So it's very important that the client understands this and that it isn't just going to be this magic formula when you hire a fitness trainer or a fitness coach and all of a sudden they tell you exactly what to do 24-7. They're on top of you holding your hand through the entire process because that's not what that's not going to lead to any form of success because the average person isn't going to need or isn't going to work with a coach or trainer for the rest of their life, right? Now, I don't advocate against that. If someone wants to have some accountability one time a week, you know, a couple times a month, two times a week for the next decade of their life and they have the resources to do do that, I think that's a phenomenal investment. But the average person, they might be hiring a fitness coach just to build some momentum over a couple of years. And then over time, they find out, you know what, I really just like being with this person. I like the accountability, um, I like their style, like their approach, we have a relationship, and you know what, I want them to be part of my life. And that's phenomenal. But again, we're talking with the average person. So they have to understand, when you're hiring a fitness coach, you're hiring someone to give you guidance, to give you help, to give you assistance, to give you some direction, But if you're hiring someone to tell you exactly what to do 24-7 and break it down of eat this, don't eat that, do this, don't do that, at 10 a.m. I want you to do that, at 1 p.m. I want you to do that. If this situation comes up, do that. Like There comes a point where, yes, we're going to give you all the information and insight and years of experience that we have, and we're going to be there to answer questions and get through tough times. But at the same time, the client has to understand, yes, I'm paying for a service, I'm investing in my future, and that takes self-discipline. That takes me applying what I'm learning. That takes me understanding, okay, I have to meet my trainer and my coach halfway. I have to do the work that we're talking about within that hour, within that quote-unquote therapy session or fitness session, right, that one hour where we get to hash things out and talk about our goals and talk about life and whatever else comes up, use that as momentum for the rest of your week, right? You have to eventually say, you know what? This is on me. I'm not paying someone to live with me 24-7. I'm paying someone to train me a couple times a week, right? Maybe outsource me a program or build me a program and we can, we can talk and connect you know, every other day or every day, whatever. But at the end of the day, I still have the next 18 hours in the day to make those healthy decisions, right? To apply myself, to apply my learnings. So it's very important the client understands that because I've had a lot of clients that have been extremely successful. Again, the the testimonials are there, the results are there, the strength is there. Like, you know, the years of working with the person um, obviously is a great sign that things are working out well because they've invested years and years with me. Right, so that's there. What we know I can create success. And I have other clients that have just kind of floundered, right? We've worked together for a you know decent amount of time, maybe it was six months, maybe it was a year, and they don't look much different. They didn't really change much, right? Well, we're working out, I'm not doing anything different with them when we work out, right? We're doing same style, same system of work out that works for plenty of people, works for me, works for everybody that I work with. But if the uh, the person that I'm working with doesn't put in the work, the other 165 or 166 hours a week, right, and they're neglecting their sleep, they're ne- neglecting their stress management, they're neglecting what they're eating, they're unwilling to track and figure out, you know, what their body's actually burning throughout the day, or what they're consuming throughout the day, and they're being, you know, they're eating mindlessly on the weekends, and they're Experiencing social jet lag with drinking uh, on Saturday and Friday night and sleeping in and being exhausted for Monday or Tuesday morning. Like, there's only so much I can do, right? I can put out all the free resources, I can give all the free podcasts, I can give you of online community to learn from daily. I can give out a free newsletter. Um, I can be your coach and can communicate with you. I can create guides, I can create videos, I can write public articles for publications. I can give speeches and do all that stuff and put it back to you and, and share my knowledge and I can read on my own and provide you all the things I'm learning from all these amazing fitness professionals. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to hear what I'm saying and apply it, right? There comes a point where you go, you know what? I'm privy to some pretty good information. I'm privy to an expert in this field. I want to take advantage of this because I have, you know, a limited amount of time that I might be working with this person, right? At least initially. And you go to, and you say, you know what? I'm going to optimize and maximize. I'm not going to just take it for granted and show up and expect that the three hours a week or two hours a week that we work together is going to change my life. Like no, that's just a small portion of the end result. You still have to do all the little small things. Those two, three hours is never going to outwork a shitty diet. Those two to three hours is never going to outwork poor sleep. That two to three hours is never going to outwork someone who is chronically stressed and unable to apply coping strategies to reduce their stress, to improve their health, to reduce cortisol, right? To put themselves in a healthy state and do the healthy things and go for the walk around the block, right? To choose to eat the protein, to choose to track their food, to choose to go to bed an hour before they know they should, right? And protect their last hour and do all the small things and say no to things. Like that's what I'm talking about here, right? There's a reason I've had really successful clients. I've also had, there's also reasons where I've had really unsuccessful clients. And again, could I, could have I done a little bit more? Sure. I can always go back and say, "How, how can I change it up, what could kind have of I done with this person? But at the end of the day, you know, when that client's not willing to put the work in outside of your time together, there's only so much you can do. And I'm trying to be you know, empathetic to other fitness coaches that might be listening to this and going, you know what? Yeah, I'm always gonna take fault. I'm always gonna take ownership of my client not getting the result they want. And I'm gonna do whatever I can to help them out. But if you get someone who's just resistant to doing anything on their own, that's tough. Now, one caveat I would say is have that conversation prior. When you work with the client, say, hey, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to work with you for those two to three hours a week. I'm going to be there to help you out. But at the end of the day, there are 160 plus hours in the week that you have to choose to make healthy choices. You're going to have to take everything that I'm teaching you, everything that we're talking about, you're going to have to put it into action, right? I'm going to help, help you troubleshoot any issues you might have. But at the same time, I'm not holding your hand through this process. Right? Set the tone for that. Be the coach and trainer that says, hey, I wanna work with disciplined individuals. That's why I started creating an application process for clients. Right, I got to the point where I wanted to work with people who were willing to be taught. I wanted to work with people that were in a space to be self-disciplined and apply the knowledge I was sharing with them. And to say, you know what? I'm, I'm someone who, when I buy something and I make an investment in myself, I want to maximize the hell out of it. I want to get the result, right? I'm paying my hard-earned money for that. I want to alleviate the pain. I want to improve my physique. I want to get stronger. And that's why I buy programs. I take them very seriously online. If I do coaching with other coaches, and I do do that, I take it very seriously, all right? I take their time seriously. I take my time seriously. So you need to take your time seriously as a client saying, you know what? I'm not just working with this person two three hours a week. Yes, that is the... The initial kind of investment, but the byproduct is me now applying everything I'm learning, taking myself more seriously because I am investing the money. I am making the commitment, which is good on you. Fantastic that you're doing that, more than a lot of people can say, but now you need to start applying that on your own and, and asking yourself, how can I take this investment and how can I turn it into a lifestyle? How can I take everything I'm learning, everything I'm doing, how can I maximize the situation, right? And be someone who has that mindset as a client. So let's get into it. We have five of the biggest habits and traits of a successful client that I want to get into. First one being self-discipline, right? You need to, as a client, have self-discipline. Like I said, we went over this, the trainer, the coach is only going to be with you for a very short amount of time within the week. Right? Yes, you will have the ability, thanks to technology, to communicate a lot more often than you would have in the past. However, it's still on you to have the self-discipline to make the healthy choices, to set yourself up for success for when you do work with your coach and trainer. For when you do show up, you're in good spirits, you have a good attitude, you've had good sleep, you're well-nourished, Right? you're well-rested you need to have that self-discipline. So what does that look like? Structure, right? You need to be able to structure your life, right? Create a structure that sets you up for success. You need to have some good, strong self-management skills, right? You need to manage your schedule. You need to manage your time, manage your priorities better, right? That's what self-discipline is, right? It's knowing that I want to do this one thing, but I really should do this other. Perfect example, I really want to watch this show before bed, but I really know I should protect my last hour, get a good night's sleep so I can wake up well rested, reduce the stress, get up early, have a great breakfast, have a kick-ass day, go to the gym and have an awesome training session, right? That's self management skills. Time management, right? Looking at your time, setting priorities, setting a schedule. Hey, at this time I'm doing that. Appointments are a great one. I know a lot of people where they look at their Training appointments as less of a priority than other appointments where I tell my clients, you need to take your training as seriously as you take any other appointment that you have. Like that's your hour. That's your 45 minutes, right? You need to have the discipline to say, you know what? I manage my time and me going to the gym, me taking care of myself, me prioritizing my health and fitness and strength is going to allow me to be a stronger, more capable, more present version of myself. So this is a non-negotiable and having the self-discipline to understand that, to realize that. Maybe it's having the self-discipline to educate yourself, having the self-discipline to know some trigger points for you, right? You have to know when to say no to things, right? Can you say no to things? That's self-discipline. Saying no to d- the dessert that's in presented in front of you. Saying no to the food That's brought to your family and you're choosing to eat a little healthier, making the wise choice, the choice that aligns with your current goals, right? Saying no to temptations, saying no to impulses. Now, the more self-discipline that you apply, the more freedom and the easier things become, right? Self-discipline and structure, it breeds freedom. It opens up time. Right? When you're structured and you're laid out and you're prioritizing what you need to prioritize, things run smoothly. There's less questioning. There's less decision fatigue. It's go, go, go because you know what you're doing. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And before you know it, that busyness turns in, into productivity. When you're productive, you feel good about yourself and you start making even better decisions. Because you realize when I make really good decisions and I'm really self-disciplined and structured and I'm saying no to things that I know I should be saying no to, you start building integrity with yourself and a lot of people they they take that for granted right they always say have respect for other people absolutely but have respect for yourself and self-discipline is a form of self-respect right it's a form of you saying i respect myself so much that i'm going to discipline my life i'm going to make decisions that are better for me better for my family better for my community and I'm gonna be the best version of myself. So self-discipline, absolute must when you invest in a coach or trainer, right? If you want to be a successful client, if you want to be that person who your client you know builds a testimonial around, they they feature you and say this is one of my my most successful clients. One of the easiest traits being self-disciplined, right? If they're self-disciplined, if you're self-disciplined, you will over time be one of the clients, one of the transformation pictures that are so inspiring to so many people. And every transformation picture I've ever had, again, not just some bullshit one where in three months we diet like crazy and we get you to exercise and then we cut you down for the last week just to look better. No, the real transformation is one that the person feels like, oh my God, like my, my life has changed. I'm making healthy decisions and it's easy. I don't feel like I'm restricting. I feel strong, I feel you know resilient. My body just feels good. My hormones are regulated. All that good stuff, my sleep's improved. My cravings are gone. That transformation, that person always, always comes back, comes back, thanks me and says, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. So be that person, right? Apply some self-discipline. Be that client testimonial to inspire other people. Because I'm telling you right now, it feels great. You're going to feel great about it. And you're going to get everything you ever wanted, okay? Number two, trusting. So a successful client is trusting. Now, a good trainer and coach, um a successful trainer and coach, they should have some form of system in place, right? There should be a system of success. Now it's always gonna need to be modified slightly. It's never gonna be a one you know shop for everybody, right? Or one-stop shop, right? There's always gonna be a little bit of navigation of okay, this person's coming to me maybe with this you know health disorder, or maybe they have this disease, maybe they have this you know um allergy, whatever. Maybe they have this limitation. They have the experience levels different, but there should be a system in place where you go, you know, if this client comes to me, this is kind of my approach. If this sort of client comes to me, this is my approach. If this sort of client comes to me, well, this is the approach we're gonna take, right? And when a professional has that system in place and they have the experience and results to back it up, that you're looking at this person and go, you know what? They've created a lot of success with a lot of people. Let's not focus on the people they haven't created success with because chances are if they have a really good rap sheet and there's a lot of success and that success comes with the person having these character traits, well, all I need to do is have these character traits, possess these character traits, and I'm going to have the same results all of his successful clients or her successful clients are achieving, right? So be that person because they have a system in place. With that being said, you need to trust the professional, right? Now, it's on the professional also. When I have a conversation and I have a consultation with a new potential client, I talk a little bit about my system. I talk about how we're going to navigate this space, why we're going to go down this direction, what result you can expect, what result you shouldn't respect, the metrics that we're going to use to measure your success, right? We're going to talk about those things. We're going to talk about the benefits of what we're doing and the progress that we're making right? And why what they did in the past didn't work for them. And I'm gonna have open conversations like that of saying, hey, if you want to get a result and lose that result, there's different approaches. There's faster approaches. There's better approaches for you to get a result quicker that you're looking for, but don't expect that result to last. However, if you want to invest in an approach, in a system, in a coach that's going to get you a result and that's going to keep that result over time is actually going to improve your quality of life then that's something you and i can talk about we can sit down and we can agree on a package for us to invest in right and then from there you need to give up a little bit of trust remember you're hiring a professional when you're going to a financial advisor you're going to them because they have an expertise that you don't have when you're going to a coach or trainer right ask questions sure ask wait why are we doing this you know, what what's the game plan over the next three months? Like that stuff is good to know. You don't want to go in blindly because a lot of there are a lot of shitty coaches and trainers that couldn't really articulate that and they're kind of leading you astray. Right? And maybe it doesn't sound so right. They do give you the description, you're like, I don't know about that. I don't really like where that's going. But if you're able to have a conversation and then you go, okay, I see where they're coming from. I don't quite know about it, I've never done it before, but it sounds pretty good. It sounds like they know what they're doing. The results that they have in the past speak for themselves, with themselves, and with their clients. You know what? I'm going to trust the process, all right? My way of doing things in the past hasn't worked, hence why I've come to you, right? So again, if you're working with a good coach, a good fitness trainer who has a good track record, you got to trust them. You got to trust her, right? Their success, a good trainer and a good coach that is financially successful in this space, which isn't many, okay? This is a tough space to be successful in. Right in the fitness uh, and coaching space. Their success relies on their client success. So if I were just to get people as new clients, within three months, nothing really happens, nothing really good gets achieved, and they're like, you know what, after the, whatever, 25 session packages expires, they go, you know what, I don't wanna resign because nothing really happened for me, I'm still kinda dealing with the same shit, Uh, I don't really like where this is going, I'm okay. Then I'm under the neckline. Like, I don't have that referral. I don't have that testimonial. I don't have any real tangible market, market, marketing Sorry, and advertising to say, hey, look what I did with Jenna. Jenna crushed it over the last six months or the last two years. This is where she started. This is where she went. Like, that's tangible. That's going to get people going, you know what? I don't fucking need to know what he's doing. Clearly, he's doing something right. And he's and he's saying a message. He's preaching a message, or she's preaching a message that I like. I like what they're talking about. I like what they're delivering. You know, I follow this person. I understand where they're coming from. Great. I'm I'm all in. But if the person can't do that, right? They don't they don't have a lot of leverage now. Now they're just trying to get new people, hoping that they don't know that hey that trainer really doesn't know what the hell they're doing, right? And because you're a trainer or coach, people are just gonna come to you because hell they don't know what they're doing and. Hopefully they see your ad somewhere or they see you somewhere and they go, you know what? I'll invest some money in this person. Or, okay, he looks pretty good or she looks pretty good. You know, I'll invest some money in them, right? Like, But that's a fleeting strategy. This is fleeting coaching style because you're kind of – it's almost like that person who goes to different towns and tries to sell sell the community some bullshit and then leaves. Like, hey, this product's going to – give you a whole new set of hair and then it doesn't work and then you leave, you go to the next town and do it all over again. It's like that oil salesman. Like that doesn't work very long. You can get a few bucks, right? You can screw a few people but then the day, it's not gonna last very long. So what I'm saying is a good successful coach and trainer, their success relies on their client success. If my client's not successful, I go, fuck, that was a loss for both of us, right? It was a loss for me because I don't get the satisfaction or the referral or the transformation picture or transformation testimonial that I wanted to right so I don't get the person their results, so they're not going to refer me right so that's a loss for them a loss for me right they don't get the results so it's, it's definitely a loss for them right they invested some money that they weren't necessarily all that happy with and that doesn't sit well with me either I don't want someone to invest money with me and I go you know shit like they invested three months with me and nothing at all happened because they were super um you know they lack self discipline and they just didn't apply themselves and it just didn't work. Oh damn, that was kind of a, a waste of three months. A bit. That's why I started doing the application process as well to kind of filter those people out. Like, hey, don't invest money in me if you're not gonna take it seriously. Like, go do something else. Go do, go do, go walk around the block for 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 two months, right? And and figure out if you can do that on your own for free, then maybe you're serious. Right? You can track your food for free by yourself for two months. Well, then maybe you're serious. You know what I mean? Like don't invest money in in someone who's dedicated to you if you're not willing to dedicate time to yourself right because nobody wins but it comes down to trust the process if the person has a good track record if you trust them if you've been following them if you like their advice if you see they have real results that make sense to you not just hey look at this person six weeks ago they're this now they're this no that they have real results of real people over the long haul, over six months. That's that's a great way to look at it. You know, Do they have testimonials of people over six months? And what are those people saying? Are they talking about, oh, all the fat they lost or all the weight they lost? Or are they talking about their quality of life? Are they talking about alleviating pain? Are they talking about getting stronger? Are they talking about feeling empowered? Are they talking about that they feel fitter and more motivated and more driven than ever, right? That's the stuff that you really want to look at. And then you should really kind of say, you know what, I'm going to hand my trust over to them I'm going to trust them and we're going to go at it and we're going to put a lot of time into this and we're going to let the cars fall where they fall. And chances are, if I do everything that he's talking about or she's talking about, the results are going to be there. All right. Number three, self-aware and personally accountable. Yes, you need to have self-awareness. When you're playing this game, when you're working with a coach and you're trying to improve your body, all right, you're trying to do something that you haven't been able to do on your own. You have to apply self-awareness, right? You need to be personally accountable to yourself. We talked about the amount of hours that you're working with a coach and how many hours you're on your own. You need to understand if you're giving it your best. You need to understand if you're taking shortcuts. You need to understand if you're not applying self-discipline. You need to understand if you're listening to what they're saying three days a week, but four days a week, you're kind of doing your own thing. You need to have the self-awareness to say, you know what? What am I not doing to maximize this result? And then be the person that says, you know what, I'm going to apply self-awareness, to say how can I get everything out of this, this relationship as I can, right? And how can I be personally accountable to myself and to my coach and trainer that we actually get the result that we sat down and talked about on day one, right? Self-awareness is one of the absolute best skill sets any person can ever have. There's a lot of research that shows some of the most successful individuals in the world, one of the... Most common character traits, I think, of like 80% of those successful individuals is self-awareness. And people with very low self-awareness, right, that put the blame on other people, that make excuses, that rationalize why they can't do something, they're typically very unsuccessful. That is a common character trait of the unsuccessful. I've worked with a lot of people that lack the self-awareness. They don't see their shortcomings. They don't see where they're going wrong. They always blame the system. They blame The manager, they blame the traffic, they blame the month, they blame the weather, right? They blame something, they blame their schedule. While people right next to them, living with that same weather, the same manager, the same environment, the same circumstances are thriving. That's lacking self-awareness. So again, this would be a perfect example. If you're working with the same coach who's getting other people amazing results, really good results, Circumstances are the same. He's investing or she's investing the same amount of time into them as he or she is investing into you. She's, she, he or she is giving you the same information, applying the same systems that have worked for so many, but you're not thriving on it. And if it's a good coach, they will adjust. Not all systems work exactly the same for two people. But again, a good coach is going to be able to switch things up, but the system should relatively stay the same. For example, unilateral training for one person, it's going to be the same for other for another. Yes, exercises might be different, approaches might be different, but unilateral training works really well across the board. And that might be a system or approach or a method that the coach or trainer uses for a particular phase. That's not going to change. That doesn't need to be changed. Unilateral training is a effective strategy for 99% of people, if not 100% of people, right? So that system works, right? The rep ranges The weight, the intensity, that works, right? It can be adjusted here and there, but it works. So if you're not getting the result compared to the person who's using the exact same system as you, the exact same coach, the exact same methods, the exact same circumstances, the exact same time invested by that coach into you, into the other person, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and go, what am I not doing right here? What questions am I not asking, right? How can I be doing better with this? You know, what do I need to do? And maybe that's a conversation you need to have. Hey, coach, I've realized over the last two months, I really haven't seen, you know, the results I've wanted to see. I really haven't, you know, felt like I'm getting a lot out of this relationship. What can I do better here? What do you need from me to be successful? I'll ask that question all the time. Hey, client, what do you need from me to be successful? Right, And I'll have strategy calls with people. And I'll have critical conversations with people. Hey, what do you need from me? And I'll suggest things. Hey, maybe we take one of my sessions, we outsource it to a nutritionist. I've done that before. What if we take one of our sessions and we outsource it to a behavioral therapist? I've done that before. Because I, I felt like, hey, that might be better for them to work and spread the disciplines or spread their time across different disciplines to really maximize it. But I'll ask them. What do you need from me? Do you need Do you need me to check in with you a little bit more consistently for the next couple of weeks? Do you need me to Do we need to jump on a call once a week compared to two? You need me to give you some guidelines of foods that really work well for uh, for this particular training method, right? Do you need to understand what one hundred and fifty grams of protein looks like? Do you need me to snapshot this or that? Do you need me to find you an article? Do you need me to send you a podcast? Like, what do you need from me? But at the same time, a client should be doing the same thing. Hey, coach, what can I do? What do you need from me to be successful, right? Personal accountability. It's a mutual relationship, right? Both people should be invested in self-awareness and personal accountability. And if that happens, you got a beautiful relationship, right? you got two people that are incredibly self-aware, incredibly accountable to each other and themselves. And now there's this amazing, harmonious relationship where both people want the best for each other. And both people people want the best for themselves. So it's a perfect relationship and a lot of success is created from there. All right, long-term focus, probably the most important one. Well, it's tough to say because self-discipline and self-awareness is, is incredibly important. Probably the number one or two skill sets that an individual can possess in life. Uh, But long-term focus is incredibly important when we're talking about a client who wants to see some really great results. If they're constantly focused on the short-term, on what's gonna happen next week or next month, um, and they're focused solely on these micro outcomes and results, they're not gonna be very successful and they're not gonna be very happy and excited about what's occurred. Like, just an example, I have one client and when we talk about our goals yes she wants to become very fit now she wants to become strong she wants to be an athlete no she wants to really put it all together but when we talk about our goals and hey what are you training for because she gets it a lot she, she looks great in the gym and a lot of people always ask her like what is your client train for and she gets the same thing hey what are you training for and it looks like you're training this way it's a, Pretty, pretty dynamic way that you're training or you're lifting heavy weights. Like, what are you training for? A lot of people ask her. So at this point, you know you know people are taking notice And her gym and my gym, the train, gym that we train at together. And she'll always say, I'm training for my 80-year-old self. Like, that's long-term focused. I'm training for my 80-year-old self. Could you get more long-term focus than that? No. <laughs> Maybe she said 90-year-old self. but She probably has said that too. But that's a beautiful thing because now we we're, we're going to reverse engineer. If we're training for her 90-year-old self. Well, that makes what we do today a lot simpler. We have direction, we have guidance. Hey, we want to be strong at 90. Great. So what we're going to do today is going to complement that macro goal. But when someone comes to me and says, "I want to lose 20 pounds." And I go, "What else motivates you? What else do you want to do? What else do you want to achieve? What else gets you excited?" What's, what are some long-term focuses? All oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, okay, but what happens when you lose that 20 pounds? Do you stop working out, right? Is it over? Did you accomplish your goal? Did you accomplish everything you ever wanted? It's like, no, it goes deeper than that. What is that 20 pounds going to allow you to do? Well, if I lose 20 pounds, my quality of life is going to improve. I'm going to be able to move around and maybe I can actually, you know, do some of the sports I always want to do. Like I wanted to go skiing or or snowboarding or surfing, but yeah, I can't really do that because I don't have the coordination or balance or, or strength to do so. And I'm overweight, so I don't have the coordination. It's like, okay, great. So we need to lose the weight. Yeah, sure. That's one thing we need to do. But we also talked about we need to improve your balance. We need to improve your strength. We need to improve your muscle mass. We need to improve your coordination. We need to improve your mind muscle connection. Right, We need to improve your resiliency to injury, like all that stuff. And I'm assuming you want to do that for the rest of your life. You don't want to do that for the next year or next couple months after you lose the 20 pounds and after we build some strength. It's like, Well, yeah, of course. Okay, great. So we want to keep you strong. We want to keep you fit. We want to keep that 20 pounds off, right? And it's not so much about the 20 pounds. What if I said that we could keep your weight the same or a little bit less but your body composition and how you feel and look is dramatically improved. And I give the whole spiel, whole example of, you know, you got the 180-pound guy with 20% body fat. You got the 200-pound guy with 10% body fat. Guess what? The 200-pound guy looks way better and is way healthier, way more fit, way more resilient than the 180-pound guy that has 20% body fat, obviously, right? 10% body fat, different. Who cares if the one guy's 20 pounds heavier? He looks, feels, and performs like he's 180. The 180 guy looks looks, feels, and performs like he's 200. So who gives a shit with the 20 pounds? Let's get away from the 20 pounds. The 20 pounds, the weight will be a byproduct of what we do, but let's focus on the long-term stuff. Let's focus on improving your quality of life. And then you start going over certain things. You start going over, hey, like, so right now, what are some limitations? What can't you do? Oh, does this hurt? Does that hurt? Can you move there? You know, why have we had setbacks in the past? Have you been consistent? You know, what's your mental health? Like, it get a whole bunch of things. But long-term focused people are successful. The short-term focused person who only wants that short, little small result, very, you know, tunnel vision person, I want 20 pounds off, they're completely missing the point of working out. It's like, yes, don't worry. I get you don't want to have fat around your stomach anymore. You don't want to be obese. You don't want to be overweight. I get it. I'm all about it. Right? We have too much of that. Yes, we want to get you out of there. But when you're so focused on that, what do you do? People go into mode of, well, I heard to get 20 pounds off, you need to do cardio. I heard to get 20 pounds off, you need to do high intensity work. I heard to get 20 pounds off, you need to have a calorie restriction. Oh my God, it's been two weeks, I haven't lost a pound, Brandon, is this working? It's like, yes, it's working, trust it, okay? Just chill out, focus longer than a month, focus longer than three months, we'll get you there. You put that 20 or 30 or 50 pounds on over the course of a decade, Nothing, like if we want to do this, do this the right way and we want to actually improve, enhance your quality of life, it's not going to happen in three months. And if a coach says it will happen in three months, they are selling you some bullshit. Plain and simple. They can't get the weight off. I'm not saying that they're selling you that they can't, they can't get the weight off. Go keto for a month. Go run around the block every single day for an hour. You're going to lose weight, right? Take calories away increase the amount of calories that you burn manually, you're going to lose weight. We can get 20 pounds off in two, three months. It's going to come back because you're not going to live life at a 1,000 calories running five days a week for an hour. It's just not going to happen because guess what? You don't have the structure, the strength, the coordination to actually protect your joints, ligaments, and tendons. You're going to get hurt, and you're going to have all this chronic pain up your Achilles and your calf and your IT band. You're going to, in your need is all going to get fucked up anyways. And you go, oh my God, I had to eat a thousand calories for the rest of my life. How sustainable is that? Right? It's not. So you're going to gain all that weight back. It's going be all for naught. You're going to be completely demotivated and say, exercise and fitness doesn't work. Look here, I exercise and I, you know, restricted calories like crazy and I gain all the weight back. Yeah, because you weren't ready for that. So let's focus a little bit more on what we're going to do to get you the 20 pounds off, but keep it off, get you healthier. Let's focus on health. Right? That's our long-term focus, health and strength. The byproduct will be the weight. It will come. The fat will come off. Things will improve. Don't worry. I get it. But that's the last of my concerns. That goes back to the trust of number two. When the coach says, I got you. This is the better way to go about things. If you want to keep the results, do this. Follow this system. You got to trust them. But if you're short-term focused and you go, yeah, I'll trust you, but I want this in three months, Well, those two things don't correlate, right? They don't respond well with each other. They're in friction. So long-term focused clients who can see past their initial micro result is gonna be successful. The person that can't is not gonna be successful because they're either gonna get the result and then stop and lose motivation, lose excitement for the process, right? Step away from the journey Or they're not going to get the result and they're going to get frustrated and stop doing it. But when you make health and quality of life and strength your North Star, the journey is the empowering thing. The journey becomes fulfilling. You don't want to stop because the journey is actually improving your well-being. The journey of showing up and working out and challenging yourself And getting stronger and seeing things improve, seeing your mobility improve, seeing your stability improve, seeing your body composition improve, seeing your strength numbers improve in the gym. That stuff empowers you. It builds a stronger, more capable, more durable, healthier, more confident version of yourself. So long-term focused individuals, those are the clients that are going to be successful. The short-term people, again, it's on the, and I go back to personal responsibility, it's on the coach to tell them and to educate them and have a conversation with them on why this approach is going to take longer than they think and why it's a better strategy to go down this path. And every single time I've had this conversation with someone, the simple question, do you want to get the results and keep them? Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Okay, great. We're going to do it my way because it works. Your way hasn't worked. The shit you've done in the past hasn't worked. So we're not going to do it. And here's why it didn't work. And you go into the science behind it and they go, oh, okay, I get it. Then they, then you got them, right? Because they've been educated. They've had an actual professional with knowledge give them real information. Who thought that would work, right? All right, last one, self-educating. Successful clients don't just sit there and say, tell me everything. There comes a point where the client says, "You know what? I'm loving this process." Or I'm enjoying this process. And they start looking for things themselves. They want to learn more about the process. They're looking to optimize the journey a little bit more. So they start looking at recipes, maybe they start reading a few articles online, they're watching a few videos, or listening to a few podcasts. That's what clients or successful clients do a really good job of, right? They constantly keep themselves invested in their goal, right? Not just the two hours a week or three hours a week they're with a coach, but outside of it, they start looking at health and fitness and longevity in a bigger scope and they start consuming content that actually improves that area of their life, right? And it becomes very powerful. Anytime I've been super engaged in a particular topic, whether it was marketing, whether it was sales, whether it was finances, whether it was self-improvement, whether it was relationships, whether it was meditation or fitness. Every time I'm super engaged in that topic, it's because I am educating myself with outside resources. Yes, having a coach and a trainer is an outside resource, for sure, so you're gonna be more invested in the process. But when I really got into something, it was because I was reading about it, I was taking in articles here and there. I was listening to content and podcasts online. I just got behind it. And really successful clients, they appreciate that stuff. They look for little tiny ways to speed up or maximize the process, right? They're looking for that extra little edge of how to put on a little bit more muscle. Or they're looking for that edge of, oh my God, I never thought about this recipe. That's gonna make things so much easier and it's going to make things actually more delicious than my plain chicken and rice, right? And they look for ways to sleep better. They look for ways to reduce stress. They journal to actually improve and develop their coping strategies for stress and their mental health, right? They just become very involved in the process. So again, a big suggestion if you're someone who really wants to be a successful client, you want to be that client that your trainer and coach you know puts out there for everybody to see and goes, Hey man, this person is the epitome of a great client as a successful client. It's such an inspiring story. You gotta hear their story. If you want to be that person, you should really think about what can I do outside of our time together that allows me to still learn that allows me to still kind of get a better understanding of the process that I'm engaged in. I'm not saying you have to become like me and listen to two-hour podcasts every day while you're driving or you need to come home and you got to read articles, you got to write something or you got to do whatever. Like I love it. That's that's what I do. But it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Correction. It would dramatically help if you were to just keep your finger on the pulse and do what you can outside of the gym. Learn a little bit here and there. That's why I had the one online community, the Strength Squad, I uh, I created because I wanted people to be every day have a little bit of involvement to a certain degree of health and fitness, right? We have our monthly strength focuses, but then I'll also go on and I'll give them a little bit of a, of a Timbit, right? Here you go. Here's a little bit of information on protein or on muscle or on recovery or on habit building. Like I wanted them just to be a little bit more involved every day to have a little something because I know how powerful that little something is. I know how just having a conversation about health health and fitness with people gets them excited. You see their energy change. You see them feel like yeah I can be that person. Oh my god I can do it oh my god like I have the power I have the control to change my future to change my shape to change my body to change my mental state You see the energy in their state change on a dime because they're just involved in that conversation. They're talking to people that are motivated. They're listening to people that have had amazing transformation stories or they're listening about, oh my God, this will actually reduce this disease. Oh my God, this will reduce the risk of cancer by 30%. Oh my God, I can't wait to apply it. Oh my God, this is gonna allow me to go in my workout and have my day. I'll be more alert, more focused, more creative, more energized. That's exciting for people. Right, So it's on you to take that personal responsibility, and every day, again, it can be small, it can be the slightest thing, but try to self-educate yourself a little bit. right? And if you don't know where to start, you don't know where to, where to learn from this stuff, you don't know what, what content's good, what content's bad, but there's a lot of shitty content out there as well, so be careful of that. Ask your coach, ask your trainer. Hey, what are some good resources to learn from? Is there any kind of podcast you suggest? Is there a book you suggest? Is there an online publication you suggest? You know, just ask them and they'll help direct that obviously for you. So there you go, guys. There are five of the most crucial, in my opinion, habits and traits of a successful client. And like I said, you want to be that client who is self-disciplined, who has a self-awareness, who has a long-term focus, who is self-educating, but at the same time, you wanna have a coach and trainer that is all those things as well. They have to be self-disciplined. They have to be self-aware, right? And see what you need and see what they can do better. You need a coach and trainer that has a long-term focus in mind. It isn't looking at you as just a dollar sign of how can I get her or his money over the next three months, who gives a shit if they get a good result. You know, you want a coach and trainer who is self educated and trying to advance their skill set to become a greater asset to you, right? And then you want to have that trusting relationship back and forth where I trust the client that they're going to do the work because I've given them the resources, and they trust me because they know I'm putting the work in and that their success is my success, right? So when that happens, you have an incredible transformation. You get everything you always wanted out of the investment and you never look back and go, wow, that was a waste of money. And that's the last thing a good coach or trainer wants. You always want to hear, oh my God, I should have done this. I should have invested in this years ago. That's the stuff you want to hear. My quality of life is dramatically improved. That's a win right there. So let's be that client. Let's take this seriously. Let's enjoy the process and let's get after it. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.